I'm Ruby. And I'm Rachel. And this is our podcast, Quarter Life Crisis. This week, we have another special guest joining us to talk about what it's like to still be studying while the rest of your friends have started working. Today, we have our friend Jimmy on the pod who's studying his final year of medicine. Let's get into it. All right, so before we get into our crisis and win of the week, let's introduce our guest for those who don't know him. So, Jimmy, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Yeah, well, thanks for having me on the pod, everyone. Welcome. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a bit about myself. Um, 26, feels weird to say that, over 25. Um, <laughs> recently moved back to Melbourne. I've been in the country the past three years. Um, as they introduced me, I was still studying medicine last year. And got a job in the city, Melbourne, for next year. So very excited. Yes. Um, I like sports, love playing futsal, play futsal with these guys as well. Um, and I'm a big Tottenham Hotspurs fan, so I'm <laughs> loving life at the moment. But yeah. Nice. I love it. Well, we'll get more into your like, medical studying and work vibe. I don't know what I just said, but you know what I mean? Um, we'll get into more of that in the main part of the podcast. But do you want to start us off? You are a regular listener of the podcast, so you know that we always start our episodes off with our crisis and our win of the week. So mm. what are yours? Um, yeah. So my two crises, I have a couple at the moment. Um, I've got a lot of administrative work I need to do at the moment, which is um, getting a bit stressful. But my crisis that is now a win is I was waiting for a while to get my Chilean visa because I'm going to South America in a few weeks, a couple of weeks now, and I it wasn't it just wasn't uh, arriving. It's like it's e visa. It was taking ages, but I went to the, the embassy today and got my visa. So Yay. it was, That's took exciting. about yeah once they they just need you to rock up and show the paperwork, and then it was very easy. That's exciting. Uh, so what, you're going to South America for like a month, right? Yeah, four weeks. So I'm going to South America for four weeks, so that should be fun. Um, and my other crises, I, I uh, messed up my medical administration, like my, my APRA, my medical uh, like application to like be a doctor. <laughs> what? Oh, my God. That seems um, like a big crisis. I need, I need to – um. so I need to put in so many points of identification, and one of my issues is that I've moved around about six times the past three years. So none of my address – none of my current address um, is on my I, – any of my IDs. Oh. And so I had to – thankfully, I got – um, so I'm currently living with my girlfriend and my good friend, Andy, who's also on the podcast. His <laughs> father, who owns the house, has kindly put me on a tenancy agreement. So I have my name on something. Uh, that's um, good. And so I spent all my time doing that and focusing on that. I forgot to like read the fine print, which basically means that you need to get all your your identities confirmed by like a magistrate of the court, whatever it's called. It's like... Basically, like you know, uh, pharmacist or police oh, officer. Oh, like yeah, witnessing. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe yeah, witness yeah. made it write down and on a yeah, paper yeah. that this is legitimate. And so mm-hmm. I forgot to upload that. And so uh, it costs about seven hundred dollars to do this. So <gasps> I, I need. I'm just waiting for it to get bounced, and then I can reapply and hopefully not have to pay it again. Oh my um, god, that's so stressful. I don't think I have to pay it again, but. It's just one of those things that I took ages. I was worrying about for ages, and I was like, oh, "I finished it. I'm done. Um, I can focus on South America." And it's like, oh, nah. but my win, I've I have completed my last bit of assessment for medicine. So I'm all done with medicine. So, so you're officially a doctor. Not officially a doctor, oh. <laughs> but I am officially finished with all my like, uh, what's it called. Exams? Exams, yeah. Woo! Yeah, nice one. That's so exciting. Wait, going back to the APRA thing, do you pay the $700 once or do you yeah. pay it every year? Oh, no. You, you, I'm actually not sure, but I think it's one of those things you'll probably have to keep paying. Yeah. Oh God, God, they must expensive. be making bank at APRA. Oh, and then all the individual medical colleges you have to pay oh, yeah, for right. as well. And you have to pay for, like, courses. You pay a lot of money Wow. Yeah. To become a doctor. <laughs> to, to like, yeah. They're just raking yeah. it in, They are raking guys. it in. <laughs> and it's like $300 was like a ministry of fees, which I would say is for nothing, but it, it probably is for like people like me who fuck up and they need to like... And they spend ages <laughs> on the phone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. So I'm like, oh, okay, maybe, yeah, it's for a reason. It sounds like it was harder than the, the gam set. I know. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> God, uh, they just make it hard, don't they? Don't they want you to be a doctor? Um, also, it's their fault you had to travel around so much and change your address all the time. Yeah, yeah surely this is a common thing. Right? Yeah, I was thinking about that, but no, for most people it's not really a common thing. And most people who 
aren't interstate. So uh, my family's in Canberra, and so I can't really put my parents' address as one of my addresses on my license and whatnot because I have a Victorian license. So a lot of people that aren't interstate just have their parents' address on their license, mm. and they just use that. Yeah. So even if they were rural like myself, they can get around that. Um, I guess why I'm saying I was rural, I, I did my medical degree, my clinical placements, I was d- done in rural Victoria. Um, so different hospitals r- along rural Victoria. If anyone knows, like, Shepparton. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out. Bendigo, Ballarat. Yeah, good places. Yeah. Damn. But yeah, a lot of moving in the last few years. Yeah, a lot of moving. That is frustrating for the address thing, though. You're so right. Yeah, it was very frustrating. It's not but... like you, every six months you want to send Vic Rhodes be like, hey, can you send Change me a new license. address update thing? Yeah, exactly. Frustrating. Yeah, Damn. Wow. Rachel, you want to go next with your crisis and your win of the week? Yep. So my, I've had a pretty good. We've when did we last record? Like yeah, it's ages been a while, ago. honestly. Yeah, I've had a pretty good time. Yay! My sort of crisis has been I'm busy at work. Which <laughs> I feel like your last crisis was that you didn't have enough work. <laughs> my crisis for the past, how long has it been? What's eight months plus six months? Twelve months? Fourteen months? I don't know. I'm going to say months. This this was, I was just listening to your last podcast and this was your crisis last time. Yeah. (laughs) Not enough. Um, No, it was your work. (laughs) Yes. So my work, anyone who's spoken to me is like, knows about my work situation anyway. So with work, I was having this problem where I had nothing to do. So I would go to different colleagues of mine and say, give me work to do. And they were like, yeah, yeah, I'll give you work. Now they've all come in at once <laughs> and I have too much work to no. do, <laughs> um, which is fine. It's just kind of stressful and I have to keep telling people to write things down because they'll come up to me and say, like, can you do this? And I'm like, if you say things verbally to me, I, I'm not going to be able to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like, they'll be like, oh, can you rewrite this website? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Email me, bro. Anyway, yeah. So my chickens have come home to roost. I have created the problem for myself <laughs> and I can't say that I'm too busy because I was the one complaining about not being busy. Yeah. But it's not that bad. I'm not like stressed about it because, yeah, like this job, the the kind of timelines are very long compared to like when I worked in advertising where everything was very quick and things had to be done immediately. Like I never get things that are due immediately. They might be due like in a week, That's which good. is good. So it's not that bad. But, yeah, my win was, I don't know, just like, as I said, generally, I've been feeling a lot happier. I think daylight savings kind of has something to do with that. Oh, my God, so much. Yeah, it's Mm. so nice to come home and the sun is still out. I was thinking this, you know, how, like, the last few months in the podcast, we've, like, both been in such a slump. (laughs) The sun comes out and we're like, oh, fuck, never mind. It was just seasonal depression. Don't worry, guys. Yeah, Mm. genuinely. Maybe we have seasonal depression. Yeah, I I think we maybe did because the sun came out and I felt way better. (laughs) Me too. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. Um, And, yeah, enjoying, like, yeah, coming home and the sun's up and it's not, like, the end of the day and, you know, done nothing but work. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I went to Sydney and that was nice. Not much to report there. Um, and now we're going to Bali in, we like, are. nine days. I know. Which I'm kind of nervous about, but I'm excited too. I'm mainly excited. Yeah. But I just don't want anything to go wrong. Yeah, I mean, obviously <laughs> me too, yeah. I know. But, yeah, that's the type of things I think about while travelling, unfortunately, yeah. just from a lack of doing it. But I'm doing it. Yeah. So that's... No, it's going to be good. I'll take good care of your race. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. No barley belly. No, fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we'll be all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, this will probably be our last app before Bali, and then we can do a post-Bali one. I want to do one in do Bali. Do it in Bali. That'd be yes. great. Yeah, just Bring on the, the mic with us. I think we could just do it on the phone. I know. And if the audio is shit, like, whatever. Yeah. Honestly. Okay, well. We'll just be, like, nine we'll cocktails in. We'll do a little mini app. Yeah. yeah. Just a little oh. update. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, we could do, like, a vlog and be, like, on the pool, like, hey, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make so many TikToks. I love it. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Um, so my crisis and my win of the week, um, I guess my crisis is I am just so busy right now. Like, the last month has been so, just ridiculously busy. That's why, hence why we haven't done a podcast in a while. But it's just... I just have been run off my feet, crazy busy, because I've been doing this four-day-a-week um, temporary job, plus my business, plus, like, doing, like, all these other, like, project things that I'm working on, like, for my career progression stuff, um, and then also just, like, social things and just 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 a lot. And then I got, like, sick last weekend, and I think 
my body literally was just like, stop. So it just made me stop and I just couldn't do anything all weekend, which was kind of sad. Um, but anyway, so I'm just busy, but hopefully it's going to slow down a little bit next week. And then we go to Bali the week after. So I think it's very well-timed, the Bali mm. trip, because then I will be able to just relax mostly, hopefully. Anyway, so yeah, that's me. Um, and my win is that I am enjoying my new job that I got. So I got this new job and it was supposed to be one day a week casual. And then as soon as I started, they were like, hey, our social media person's going away for a month. Do you want to fill in for her four days a week? So it's the four-day-a-week job I'm doing. I was like, sure. While she's on leave, she resigned. And they were like, oh. do you want her job permanently? And I was like, yes, but I don't want to do four days because I'm finding that really hard on top of my like freelancing stuff. I was like, I can do three days. And they were like, yep, no worries, because most of the people there like, work there three days a week. Um, so they're like, that's so fine. And they were giving me like, a new fancy title. So I'm like the marketing and communications coordinator, which sounds really Very fun. fancy. Um, so it's like a permanent part-time job because I initially signed up with them for a casual job and now I have a permanent part-time job. Um, and I'm actually really enjoying the job. I didn't think I would because it's fully remote, but it's actually like, I think I'm enjoying it because I actually is like, I can be fl- still be flexible with my hours. Like they're super chill about like when you do your hours. So like that still really works for me with my freelancing. But then I'm also really like the people and I actually really like the work. So I'm really enjoying that, which has been good. Um, and the other the other win is that um, Nelson and I have started Portuguese lessons because as you know, we are moving to Portugal next year. And I have really been enjoying that. It's just like a different part of my brain that I'm like not used to using. And it's really fun. So we currently have sticky notes all over our, over our house. Um, labeling different things in Portuguese. So, oh, cool. get keen to see that at our house party on Friday. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Can you say anything in Portuguese yet? Um, <laughs> yes, but you know, like when someone asks you and you're like, my mind just went blank. All right, how yeah. do you say? I can say girl because I got that. We were, um, when we were putting sticky notes around the house, we had girl and boy, so we sticky noted the girl onto my head. Mm. So it's, or mulher. Or mulher. Oh. Um, obrigada. It's like, Thank you. Mm, well, that's important to know. Yes. I learned that when I was over in Portugal for three days that one time I went. Um, anyway, I, I just blanked off the top of my mind. But anyway, I'm really enjoying it. It's been really fun. Our teacher's really nice. So, yeah. Uh, if, I could, if I could plug Duolingo, I've started Duolingo with Spanish. And actually, it's a lot of fun. No, so they don't want... have European Portuguese on there. They don't. They only have Brazilian Portuguese, Ooh. which is different. Are they different? Yeah. Oh. Not like huh. massively, but enough that like if you spoke Brazilian Portuguese in Portugal, they'd be like, what? Oh. Not fully what, but like it's like I don't oh, know. Right. Yeah, it's really annoying. That's annoying. So like I found like some of the niche apps that have European Portuguese, but I haven't checked them out yet. But because of our visa, we have to like get like do actual lessons from a school and get a certificate. Oh really? For before you go when you're there. No, no. Before we go to get our visa to move to Portugal, we have to have a certain level of Portuguese, and you have to have a prove it. You either have to have a certificate, or you have to go into the embassy and do an interview in Portuguese. Which I was like, oh, fuck that. <laughs> so oh. we're just going to need like the certificate, but hopefully, like we'll be like pretty good. You probably at it have by to do lessons go. there. Won't you? Is that a condition? No. Oh, because I think some countries have that where like you have to do lessons while you're there. Nah, it's not that. But I also think just like. If we have like a base level and then when we get there, we're immersed in the language all the time. I think that really helps. Because like when I was a kid, when we learned Indonesian and then we moved to Indonesia, I learned it so much quicker just being yeah, like you would, around you, it all you'd the time. be hearing it all the time. Yeah. Exactly. And putting things together. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. So anyway, so hopefully, hopefully we get really good at Portuguese. So anyway, I'm really enjoying it. It's been really fun. Um, anyway. All right. Let's get into the main part of this app where we'll be interviewing Jimmy about what it's like to still be studying while the rest of your friends have started working. So... Firstly, can you tell us a bit about what you're studying? And I've kind of alluded to it, but it's a bit more specifics. Um, and what you hope to do with this degree, like what field you hope to end up in? Yeah, so a uh, big question and something I'm still trying to figure out. Um, so I'm studying medicine. and How long have you been studying medicine for? Four, uh, so I did four years post-grad yeah. um, and then three years undergrad. So it's been... Seven years. Seven years. Oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's been seven years now. Damn. Um, and I have my last two weeks of placement. Actually, next week is my last week of placement. <gasps> and then we have valedictory week. And then I'm A done. Week. It's, just, it's just two days. Ah, uh, yeah. still fun. And then, then we're done. Um, so long time coming. I'm counting down the days. I can't wait <laughs> to be done. Um, and what I want to go into medicine, I, it's very, medicine's weird in that you still, even when you graduate, you still think, oh, it still feels like a, what do you want, what do you want to be when you grow up question when mm. you try to figure out what field you go into. And Australia is quite nice in that you start general and then you can choose later. 
So in America, you choose straight away. You get matched into your specialty straight out of medical school. But wow. Australia, you're an intern for a year. Um, for me, actually, it's two years now. And so you're just doing lots of different rotations and everything again. It's kind of like you're a med student that's paid. <laughs> uh, you're a glorified final year medical student, as someone described it to me. Um, that, Are you glad that they do that? Like that you get the option? I'm to, so glad. Yeah. I am so glad I don't need to decide the, probably the biggest decision yeah. in my career <laughs> right now. That's good. Um, so yeah, so very happy. I, I, but I do, I am quite keen on cardiology um, to study the heart. I quite like it. It's something I wanted to do going into medicine and it's always kind of been in the back of my mind for a lot of it. Yeah. That's so cool. Damn. But to get to that, so it's two years internship, one year internship, and then you start your basic physician training, which is like three years more general stuff, and then three years cardiology. So it's another seven years. Oh, my God. Oh, until you're like a fully-fledged, like, Cardiologist. we trust your opinion. Do you not get paid yep. at all in that time? Oh, no, you're paid. You, you oh. progressively increasing pay. I was like, what the fuck? You get like, paid how... from this point on. Yeah, okay. from this point on. Imagine 14 years I, without I, getting I, paid. I, I straight up, it, 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 if it was another two years not getting paid, I would change. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't wait to get paid. Like, yeah, you got to live, you know? Yeah. Like, you're not living at home with your parents. Like, you can't just... <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's hard. Um, and I guess to get into the more of the crux of what exactly we're talking about, how have you seen your friendships evolve over your time studying? So you've been studying for seven years, right? Yeah. And I assume a lot of your friends only either did like three years undergrad or maybe like their undergrad and honours or undergrad and masters. So like, would you say that a lot of your friends have been working for the last couple of years? Definitely. Yeah. There is very few of us still studying. <laughs> and it does feel like, yeah, everyone else is progressing in different points of our life. One of one of our friends recently bought a house, which yeah, wild. is crazy. <laughs> I I don't think I'll be in that stage for many years. Um, it does feel like I've been on a bit more on hold um, and just starting now what a lot of my friends had started a few years ago. So I do feel behind in that sense yeah. in my life stage because of that. Yeah. Yeah. And how do you feel like your yeah your friendships have evolved? Like, do you feel like you've grown closer to your med friends because you're all going through the same thing, or do you think it's nice to have like people in your life that it's meds just not like your the whole thing that you guys have in common? I am very. I think I'm actually very unique. Not not so unique, but I'm very very lucky that I have a lot of friends outside medicine. And a lot of my really good friends are outside of medicine because medicine is such a bubble that because it's it's very unique in that a lot of people, as you said, are going through the same thing. And so they do cluster together and spend a lot of time with each other. And so a lot of people in medicine are mainly friends with people in medicine. And it does make a bit of a medical bubble. And so <laughs> I'm very, very thankful for my friends outside medicine. And I think... Anyone, yeah, if anyone's there thinking about going to medicine, make sure you keep your friends outside medicine. It's so nice to not talk about med all the time. Because <laughs> in the last three years, actually something that I got actually quite, um, I wasn't really expecting, but something that actually got to me a bit the last three years being rural is that when you're rural, you live with medical people, um, other med students that have been rotated to your, your different country town. And it's a lot of fun because you're doing this new thing together and you know, um, the nights can be fun, especially in Shepparton. Second year was a lot of fun during COVID. It was 10 of us in the house and uh, we had two other houses of 10 next door to each other. So COVID 2021 didn't really feel like we were locked down because <laughs> we're all just really seeing each other. And, yeah, it was a lot of fun. But going home after a long day and then just talking about medicine over and over again, it it gets a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's so fair. Is it, like, competitive with your friends in medicine? Is that something that impacts? That is, yeah, that's a great question. And you, I would say for my friends, no. And the reason is, I think, actually, that's something that's quite good about the rural cohorts. Everyone works together because you're, you're in a bit of a situation where there's a lot of more adversity that you need to overcome because medical school kind of forgets about you. Um, <laughs> so, oh, really? Yeah. In the city? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, and there is a stereotype that the metro, the metropolitan hospitals are more cutthroat and more competitive. And that culture does seep into the medical students. And yeah, you can definitely feel that um, when you're uh, 
a rural student. Uh, as rural students, we all know each other. We're all friends with each other. You can really easily just talk to someone in the rural cohort, even if you're not really that close friends with them. And it's no one's really, no one's really cut through it. But in Metro, I've heard stories where people, yeah, not give them a cold shoulder, but try to kind of step on each other's toes to get good references mm-hmm. and try to because. Yeah, medicine is very nepotistic, and so it's, it's very, who you know is very important. Yeah, I just imagine, like, the challenge of, like, if you got accepted, like, we're all really happy that you got accepted into a hospital, but if I was also competing for the same hospital, yeah. knowing me, I would be jealous. Like, I think I'd find that hard to be jealous of my friends. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you missed out and your best friend got in, like, maybe you have a bit of resentment there. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do know some people that were going to the hospital. I got, I got, I'm going to. Just for context, you got into St. Vincent's Hospital in Melbourne. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. Gonna, yeah, so I'm, and I'm currently rotated there for my last rotation just yep. to scope out the place, <laughs> which has been good. I'm actually really enjoying it. But yeah, th- there is, there is that. Uh, less so with my friends because. My friends, it was more, the, we, we kind of had a little group of our, us rural students that wanted to go back to the city. Mm. And we helped each other a lot with interview practice, with reading each other's cover letters and resumes. And so that was really, really good. That's and I, I really um, that helped a lot. Um, and so we were very encouraged. Just we're all very happy where we got to because we all got to somewhere in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, but there are stories. I know people who friendships have been a bit strained because of that yeah do you think it would be awkward like so for your friendship group if like one person hadn't got into like a melbourne hospital and like they got put out in like the middle of nowhere in rural victoria like do you think that would have like been an awkward thing if that happened yes yeah yes definitely but thankfully that didn't happen so thankfully we all yeah got places we relatively want to go to that's good yeah Um, and how do you feel like if you're all going to different hospitals, do you think it's going to be hard to maintain those friendships or do you think those will be like lifelong friends? No, I think they'll be lifelong friends. Definitely. And yeah, it's it, medicine's a very close knit community. You're constantly moving to different hospitals in your career. And so you'll see them again. Yeah. And I think that's a really important thing is that, and especially in a lot of careers, it sounds like this as well, is that if you step on someone's toes now, they may be your boss in the future. True. And also they're going to be your colleagues. And you, in different, it's not just medicine, but so many careers, if you step on too many people's toes, you get a reputation and, you know, they may be the people that hire you in the future. And so it's just not conducive to a positive work culture. Yeah. It sounds like you have a very, like, positive attitude about it. But, yeah, I assume not everyone is the same if they're yeah. really competitive. Yeah, some people view it as a zero-sum game where if if you don't get to that place and someone else does, it's a detriment to you. So, no, yeah. it's... I assume the meds, like, community in Melbourne probably feels a lot smaller than it would seem from, like, an outsider perspective, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. So you don't want to be burning any bridges. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. Yeah, that's fair. So what about, like... So you kind of talked about your friendships with people who are studying. Have you felt like I've worded it like have, have sorry? Have I lost friends? <laughs> Why do we all hate you? Um, <laughs> have you had changes in your friendships with those who study versus those who don't? So sort of, have you felt like more distant from friends who don't study? Like, and you said you felt like you feel behind, but. Yeah, I'd say I, I, I would say I do feel like because friendships evolve and then the ones who are who are currently working full time feel more like real adults. <laughs> uh, I guess as well, like, your girlfriend started her first full time job this yeah, year as well. Like, have you felt full-time. that yeah. like quite strongly, I guess, because she's probably the person you spend the most amount of time with. Yeah, I feel I feel jealousy of the consultant lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> I know, her going on her trips on like on weeks. Yeah, go, going um yeah. Going having like Friday night Friday drinks at like three PM. <laughs> um, no, like, that's a great question, and I think I have for some friendships, but I think actually a big part of that was being rural and mm. not being able to do things during the week. Um, so hopefully, I won't be too busy next year that I can't do things during the week. Um, so that's something I'm really looking forward to. And so yeah, distance has always been a thing. Um, and also, yeah, people are just at different life stages. Uh, I feel like, yeah, they feel more, have more 
real adult things to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny, like the real adult thing. Because I would feel like you're doing more adult stuff. You're like looking at Yeah, you seem bodies. way more adult to me than... <laughs> oh, here, here's, here. You're looking at like organs. <laughs> I, I, I will. I'll dispel this big um, myth. Um, junior doctors are <laughs> very much doing a lot of paperwork most days. <laughs> Not Aww. saving lives. <laughs> That's the, you shouldn't yeah. have said that. Yeah. I <laughs> thought you guys were all like Grey's Anatomy, right? And they're all like, <laughs> they're all like watching surgeries and the main doctors yelling. Oh yeah, at you're them watching surgeries. And they're yeah. making out in the closet. You know, <laughs> yeah, just like the normal like. stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess on that note as well, like in terms of the difference between you know, like friends who are working full time versus studying that kind of thing. Um, how do you make sure that you like prioritize and like? Make sure you're. How, how do I word this? How do you make sure you're making time for your social life with those friends of yours that were working full time, especially when you were living rural? Like, did you really feel like you had to make a conscious effort to be like, all right, I need to go into the city this weekend and I need to see this person, this person, this person? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I definitely felt that stress mm-hmm. and that need to do that to maintain those friendships um, because I ultimately long term goal was I want to be back in Melbourne, and so um, I feel like I've actually. I do try very, very hard to make events and not pull out last minute, even if I don't feel like going, at least just showing face. Yeah. Um, and then just leaving or leaving earlier. And most of the time when I do that, I end up staying the whole time anyway. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm happy that I did that. Uh, so it's really making yeah, a conscious effort to go to events that you're invited to. And then if you, you click going to make sure you go. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh, actually one little thing that... This is so funny, but I <laughs> it makes me feel quite happy. Is in trivia, so I, I love trivia, and so I, I do trivia with some of my friends outside medicine and in, in medicine. And when I do trivia with my med friends, as soon as like an anatomy or a science question comes up, everyone knows it, and it, you're like, oh, everyone knows that. But as soon as that kind of question comes up in my non-med friends, you're like the person who knows that. <laughs> you're like, yes, <laughs> you're like I'm the person so that smart. they turn to. It's like, oh, I actually do know stuff that other people don't know. Yeah, oh, that's a nice part about <laughs> yeah, it. Though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess also on that note, like, so obviously trying to make time for friendships, but then also how do you... If you have to maintain friendships, like, it takes a lot of time, right? And then you're also doing med, which is very time-consuming. How do you make time for, like, yourself and your hobbies as well? I do – yeah, you sacrifice sleep. That, that's yeah. like yeah. – you know that, 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 that Venn diagram where you have to sacrifice one? Yeah. yeah. It's, for me, it's always sleep. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually quite unhealthy. Not, it's unhealthy sometimes. How much do you sleep? Um, at the moment, I've been getting a decent amount. How many hours? Um, oh, no, at the moment, it's actually pretty good. I, I know it's like, yeah, like six and a half, seven. Yeah. Oh, shit. I get like I eight minutes. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. My, my, my girlfriend sleeps a lot. And so uh, I, I kind of need to make the decision. Okay. Am I going to leave in the morning or am I going to stay up later? And so, um, yeah. so I, I leave earlier. I could not function on six and a half, seven hours yeah. sleep personally, but I feel like. So that's pretty good for me. <laughs> yeah. Damn. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah. Damn. Um, but yeah, it's 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 something you do need to sacrifice something, and uh, for me, that's unfortunately been. And, but I also do want to kind of dispel the like, medicine. Like, yeah, it, it is difficult times, and uh, you do need to study a lot. But then, it's also, it's it's I think it's more chill than people make it out to be. It's it's really how you prioritize things. And yeah, it's very it's manageable. It's manageable, but you do need you do need to sacrifice things. Yeah, is it like a full time like? If like I work like nine to five, is it kind of like the same commitment as that? Like forty hours a week? Oh, it's probably more than that. Yeah. 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 And mainly, it's also a big mental load mm-hmm. because yeah. there's also things out. You're kind of expected to do things outside medicine to bolster your CV a little bit as well, and so there's a bit of that as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a good thing about work, I guess, is that when you're done, it's like, see ya. <laughs> no one's expecting me to volunteer or do anything. Like, I just research is a thing. So I want to do cardiology, and research is very important. Yeah. So yeah. Like I've got a research meeting tonight. And so, oh, God. Yeah, busy. But that's that's something that like I've taken on, and then it's, yeah. I can't really complain about it because it's my own fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you feel like that's also a benefit of studying in your 20s is that you, like, 
can get away with having less sleep and like you are more like bouncing all over the place and that like you can bounce back from that like you're not going to get like absolutely wrecked from yep, that. Yeah, 100%. And I don't good. have kids. I w- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how people do it if they're like studying and working and have kids. Like, I don't get if, it. I no, don't get it. Wild. Before you said that oh, one of our friends has bought a house. Mm. I can't imagine buying a house. And my first thought was, oh, you'll get there. Because there's, that's the conception of medicine. Conception? Is that the word? Preconception? Yeah. Basically, it's like, oh, you're going to make big bucks one day. That's kind of mm-hmm. like what the stereotype is or whatever. So what, like, because you're saying it's like everyone's on a journey and you feel like your friends are ahead of you. At what point do you catch up financially? Uh, that very much depends what you do. Um, if you become a big top surgeon, yeah. Actually, you'll ca- oh, actually that took ages. So you probably won't catch up for that for a long time, but then you'll be earning many hundred Ks per year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that's not till you're like 30, I, right? I, oh, uh, if you want to be a surgeon, um, it's very hard to get into surgery um, and a subspecialty surgery. Yeah, 40 probably. Really? Until you're like a proper practicing independent surgeon. Mm. But say you become like a GP, right? Like, yeah. does that financially pay off? Eventually? Yeah, it does. It does. But like, how long? Like, yeah, how long do you have to be studying to you? Like, oh, I'm actually making like good money that makes those seven years of study worth it. What's good money? Well, like, like the hundred average... k. I don't know. Oh, hundred k. So. Oh, a hundred. Yeah. When, 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 yeah when, so, like, when do you like? When when do when would you making a hundred k? Oh, probably in a couple years time. Yeah. Okay. Fair yeah. Right. Yeah, see, that I find it interesting because, like, I'll hopefully be on 100K a couple years' time, but I yeah. started earning money after three years. Mm. It's I kind of think about that as, like, you were, like, studying, studying, earning nothing, 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 and then you, like, jump up and earn things, whereas, yeah. like, someone like me, like, I started on, like, a piss-poor salary, yeah. but eventually it'll be parity. But then eventually yeah. you'll earn way more than Do me. you get pay rises, like, a lot in med? Yeah, there's 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 jumps, and so kind of when you're you're a very junior intern, right, I'll use jargon, but like junior doctor, let's just say junior doctor, um, where you're doing a lot of the paperwork and you're at the, you know, when if you've been in a hospital, you you're in your bed and then a strew of doctors yeah. come through the door. So usually that's in rank order. It just oh, happens to be that really? way. Yeah, usually, oh. yeah. And so at the front is the consultant, which is the big boss, and then it's the senior registrar or fellow who's like just beneath them, you know, trained to be there. They'll be there in a few years, and then it's a junior, then it's a resident, then it's an intern, and then it's all med students at the back. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, so, fun so, so as you, yeah, there's kind of steps in that. Um, and so consultants make a lot of money registrars make a lot of money for the Australian population. And I think that's another thing that doctors need to have friends outside medical school and realize, need to have friends outside medicine and realize that a lot of people really bag on GP pay and then don't realize that, oh, you know, 300K a year is a lot. GPs make 300K a year? Yeah, they do. GPs make 300K. And med you bag on that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Because then then, then you see, you know, you see the the neurosurgeon. Google stuff. Then you see, oh, that's the thing. Um, That's the other thing I wanted to spell. (laughs) GPs get way too much flack. Um, I think it's, uh, people don't realize how long it actually takes to be a GP as well. So it takes five years minimum to be a GP. Outside medical school. I think if you get a good GP, then they're good. Yeah. But oh, you also I've might had be... some shocking GPs. Yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, there are a lot of things that people should go to for their GP for, yeah, and th- that they don't because they don't trust their GP. I don't know. Mm. GPs know a lot. GPs very, very smart. I think GPs are like therapists. Like, you just have to get the right one. They're, not, they're the opposite of therapists. No, but you know with therapists, like, if you go to the wrong therapist, like a therapist that you don't like and, like, you don't trust and you're not going to, like, get anything out of I've it. I've never been laughed at by a therapist and I've been laughed at by a GP. No, but that's what I'm saying. I, I, I it's because you got the wrong GP. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. agree with Ruby. That's messed up. It's, All right, yeah. I see. The people, people, they're better... Some people aren't, aren't great yeah. people. Because, <laughs> like, you know when people go to therapy and they're like, I don't like therapy. And I'm like, no, it's because you, you tried like the one therapist and, like, you have to find the right therapist for you. Mm. I think it's the same with GPs. I, like, only go to women GPs and they're, like, I, I feel like when I've gone to male GPs, I don't. I oh, yeah. No, them. I don't go. I see men for yeah. that reason, for multiple reasons. Oh, probably, probably the median. Probably means more about more 200. But 300 if you're if you're working a lot of hours. And then if you're out, out, out regional, rural, 
their GP is making five hundred. Yeah, that's they wild. get a lot of benefits too. They like, get a lot of benefits yeah. and five hundred and earning five hundred. Yeah, but they also have a lot more responsibility. Yeah, and they have a lot more. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, not responsibility, but they have to take on more. Uh, well, I cut cut out this bit. I can't remember the word. What's the word? Like you take take responsibility for a patient if something happens. Liability. Oh, liability. They have a lot more yeah. liability yeah, yeah, yeah. out regionally because it's less. Um, hospital beds and yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's good that you have friends not in meds that you can. A seventy k salary is pretty normal for someone in their twenties. Exactly. That, I think. I think not. I think the median salary in Australia is eighty k. Is it? Yeah. And then the mean is probably about that as well. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think people yeah just need to have a bit more perspective. Yeah. That's that's another thing. If you do purely want to make money, the opportunity cost of medicine is not worth it. Yeah, you can just go into the fucking like accounting yeah, go into finance or, or yeah. go into like big tech, crypto, bro, yeah. and you probably make more money for definitely less hours. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's like Tom yeah. that's, has that, like that, that, similar that, earning potential, but yeah. he works from home. <laughs> yeah, and I think especially GPs also doing a lot of paperwork as well, so that their hourly rate isn't. Reflective on their yeah, they probably salary. take their yeah. work home a fair yeah. yeah, oh, every everyone they all have to yeah. There's yeah. just so much to do yeah. yeah. I do like and they all work through the lunches now. yeah. Jimmy, do you have any regrets about choosing to study something that's so time intense? I had a lot of regrets last year. Yeah, why? Um, I think it was I was just very anxious last year about. I thought, oh, maybe I won't get a hospital in the city. Mm. And then I was also, yeah, not really liking um, a lot of things, some of the things I was doing. Um, yeah, I just didn't really, wasn't really enjoying it at stages last year. And so I was thinking, oh, did I make the right choice? Um, but I think I personally will enjoy this career, and I think the time is worth it. Um, but it would be would have been quite nice to just have finished undergrad and start making money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, as a whole, I don't regret it. Yeah. That's good. How do you think your friendships will continue to evolve when you start working full-time as a doctor? Um, yeah, great question. Um, I think my busiest years are definitely yet to come. Yeah. So once you get after internship and get into your kind of training, that's when it gets fucked busy. Yeah. Um, like really, like, yeah fucked busy um and so that i think will have have to have sacrifices i have haven't been in a situation where i've had to sacrifice that many social events luckily i think i put a lot of effort into making a lot of things and so i prioritize and organize my time around my social events to try to make as many as i could um, but there will be a time in the future where I just won't be able to make a lot of social events. Because you'll be doing, like, night shift and stuff? Night shifts and then be on call. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And then just too tired. Yeah. Yeah, so you see, like, Regis, who are, like, the senior junior doctors, and you see them in the hospital, and they're doing a lot of the brunt work of the hospital and a lot of the patient load for patients in the hospital itself. And they just look very fatigued oh, and very God. drained and yeah. very nihilistic. Oh. Yeah. But oh. consultants are all very happy, so it's like, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Yeah. So we'll leave it on one last question for you. Do you have any words of wisdom for anyone who's sort of in your situation where they're at a different life stage, their friends, or, you know, just struggling with different priorities? Sort of, I don't know. Maybe advice you'd give to your younger self. I don't know. Something. Advice I'd give to my younger self. Oh, <laughs> I've changed tr- a question. No pressure. On you. No pressure. Sorry, but I yeah. Think that's a nice note to end on. Oh, advice I'd give to my younger self. Um,. Be less worried about knowing everything. It's because when you're an undergrad and then you're trying to, I, you're you're really trying to memorize everything and you know get good grades, whatever. Like yeah, spend less time on that and more time on uh, things that yeah probably matter <laughs> a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. So like, would you say like, do you, do you feel like you have like you, are you happy with the way that you like prioritize your friendships throughout your study? Uh, I think I've done well with my situation. I think, I'm I like, think you really that, have. I've, 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 I've been okay. Agree. I've done okay. Like you're I still friends could... with like all of us from like five years. Yeah, ago you're still college. normal. You're not like other people I've interacted with. <laughs> you're not like other no, girls. Not like <laughs> I. Not really medicine. Like I find like law people can be really hard to 
sometimes keep friendships with, mm. just because it's a similar thing of the bubble. Yeah. And yeah, definitely haven't found that with medical people. I think so. I think we, like yourself we, and Kay. I think no, we, you we put a lot of effort. We in. talk. Yeah, I think yeah. There are there are there are people that suit the stereotype that you're talking about the law. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, and I guess just like this is a random word of wisdom because um, I just I thought of it based on earlier uh, question. Uh, get yourself a GP. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, have a GP. So if something happens in the hospital. There's you have a GP that you can that can, you know, take on the rest of your care once you're out of hospital. So find a regular GP. They're actually very important. Um, good advice. Yeah, and, I don't know, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, thanks, Jimmy. I really uh, I really enjoyed, like, learning all this, like, fun, like, stuff about med and, you know, hearing more about how you balance it all and everything. <laughs> Um, no, thanks for having me on, guys. I'm a uh, li- uh, regular listener, so <laughs> it's it's if you guys can't see it, it's because of the podcast medium. But this is such a professional setup. Yeah, uh, it's actually very nerve wracking being <laughs> in this studio. No, you did great. No, yeah. that was fun. Well, we're not done with you yet. We still want to. Um, we need some recommendations. Oh, true. I hopefully I haven't forgotten mine. So we need some recommendations of the week to distract from your quarter life crisis, Jimmy. So yes, what you got? Um, I am not. So that's another thing. I I, I read a lot in medicine, so I I, I just can't read for fun. It's, <laughs> no, uh, fair. I but like it's actually not fair. I should. It's I'm just being lazy. But yeah, um, uh, Dune's the last big book I read. That's and, a huge book. Yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed Dune. Um. But that was like a year ago. Uh, <laughs> um, but what what do I recommend? I've been watching this new show that I've been loving, The Wire. Oh, I've heard that's it. an old show. Yeah, it? it's a show from the early two thousands. Really, really good. Really, really holds up. Uh, the characters. It's also quite good because you don't love the main characters. Like they're kind of flawed. <laughs> I um, kind of like a flawed main character. Yeah, and it's, there's some things that it's like, oh yeah, I guess it's it's a uh, it's a bit raunchy at times. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, What's it on? Uh, it's on. I'm watching on binge. Oh, cool! Yeah, so definitely reckon the wire. Um, I also had a oh a game. I have a game to recommend. Cool. Uh, Connect Four. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say oh. Boulder's Gate. I was gonna say I've already recommended. No, I that. haven't played it. I haven't played that yet. Um, oh. but the version you you guys play, right? Oh no, not the version. Just OG oh, Connect really? Four. Oh, me, Connect me, four. me and Maeve play about probably an average three games of Connect Four a night. <laughs> Uh, we play oh a lot of made my girlfriend. Um, we we got to the stage. We actually we're not bad. I reckon we're decent connect four people oh now. Like God. we could like like get to the point where it's like, oh, that's a great move. It's like, oh, I see what you did there. You know, like <laughs> you don't so you, you don't just strategies are there in connect four. It's it's a, it's it's actually surprisingly fun. Um, that is so funny to me. Fuck, maybe we should take this recommendation yeah. on play connect four. I'll get it out of the party on Friday. And <laughs> also podcast recommendation. Uh, a lot of the podcasts I listen to are very boring. Hey, um, you listen to our podcast. Oh, no, you guys are the most fun podcasts <laughs> I listen to. Uh, otherwise, hey, otherwise I listen to like news and like yeah. economics podcasts. Um, but there's a podcast I actually do recommend. It's called People I Mostly Admire. Oh. Which, have you guys uh, listened to P- Freakonomics or read Freakonomics? Yeah. I might have. I think I'm subscribed to Freakonomics. I, I listen to one listen episode. to... A podcast that debunked Freakonomics. Oh, <laughs> oh, interesting. I know the one that you're talking about. I know the I study. Books could kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the study you're talking about. They're super controversial study. Oh, yeah, mm, yeah. About but yeah, I know. It was like crime rate and abortion, and so yeah. increased abortion, decreased crime rate. It was that one. Yeah, they, Freakonomics claims that the increase in abortion led to decrease in crime rate. Yeah, but it's like. It's that's too much of a sweeping statement, yeah. right? Anyway, yeah. what's your recommendation? Uh, it's people I mostly admire. Um, Subscribe to it on air. <laughs> oh wow! Okay, I'm fantastic. To <laughs> um, I was going to make some caveats that the oh, the, okay. the, the, um, the the host is a bit interesting, um, but I also like <laughs> like a polite way of saying something else. <laughs> no, no, it's not a polite way of saying something. Else. It, it's it's nothing like your normal uh, host. Okay. So, well, I'm keen to listen. But he gets really good. He gets really, really good guests on, and they're very much, very in very much the science and economics fields, and yeah, really interesting guests. Cool. Love it. Great Rex. Some good ones in there. I like it. four. Get around it. Hell yeah. (laughs) Um, Rach, what what do you got for us this week? 
Yeah, so I have been reading a book called The Poppy War by R.F. Kuang, who wrote Yellowface. So before she wrote Yellowface, she was a fantasy writer. So this is a fantasy book. And her next book that's coming out is also fantasy again, apparently. So Yellowface was really left to feel for her. Yes, yes. So this book is a fantasy book and it's based off like kind of Chinese mythology and it's kind of like Harry Potter where it's like a college for like, you know, uh, students to learn like like martial arts and like, I don't know, it's like a, it's like a fantasy college, right? Mm. But yeah, it's like got mythical elements and shit and it's based off like Chinese like wars and things. Anyway, she wrote it when she was 21, so I'm like insanely jealous and yeah, but it's good. I'm only like 40% of the way through because it's like 600 pages. Oh, that's long. Yeah. No, I've been reading a few other things on the go, but I've like gone back to this one. So I thought I'd recommend it. Um, and in terms of watching stuff, I didn't really have much to recommend, but me and Tom have been watching The Sopranos for a while now. So I thought they'd oh, say. Oh, is that any good? Yeah, it's really good. It's basically just like a domestic drama. Like yeah, I feel right. like I didn't realize it was that, but yeah, no, it's great. I Tom's been pirating it, so I don't know <laughs> whether oh, you would watch it. Sam. <laughs> but yeah, on to season three. Nice. We're watching from the beginning. It's really good. That's yeah. what, that's been that's been said. It's like you know they say that we're in the golden age of television. And yeah. Like TV is better than movies now. Well, like, back then, I guess. Yeah. Or it's, it's like The Sopranos are meant to be the show that kicked that all off. So before yeah, that, it was wow. just you know low budget shows. Then well, unless sitcoms, sitcoms were the highest budget, but like dramas wasn't really a thing on TV. Damn. Yeah. Before the Sopranos. Mm, that's cool. Mm. Well, yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. It's like, I thought I wouldn't enjoy it because I'm not really into like, I thought I was always like a gangster show. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought it and was. And I'm like, I I don't care about that. But it's not. It's mainly about like their relationships. It's like family dynamics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Good. yeah. It's really well written, well acted. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, on to you, Ruby. Um, yeah, I have a lot. Um, I have like one of every category. Um, so I read a really good book um, called Something Bad Is About To Happen. It's by Jessie Stevens, who is a young Australian author. This is her first, her debut novel. She's written one of the book before, but it was like a um, nonfiction book. But that was also amazing. She's a great writer. Um, such a good book. Like, I literally cried on an aeroplane while I was reading it. Like, it was really heart-wrenching. Wow. Like, I feel like when words can move you that much, I just think it's really good. So it's, it's quite depressing. It is about depression. So um, just that's the caveat on that. But so well-written, a beautiful story, I think, like, really powerful. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And I just love Jessie Stevens. Anything she does, to be honest, I'm a fangirl. Um and then also I have a music recommendation. Listen to Guts by Olivia Rodrigo. So it's her new album. So she obviously had her like first album, Sour, which was amazing. And then everyone is always worried about like oh, the second albums. It's called like mm. this um the sophomore slump the sophomore slump. Is that what you call it? Sophomore? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, sophomore yeah, it's like, apparently yeah. like that's like a thing, but this this album does not slump. It is so good. I've had it on like repeat whenever I haven't had podcast queued. <laughs> um, really good. Such a good album. Um would highly recommend. Um, for TV show, I it's a bit of basic recommendation, but Sex Education Season 4. Oh, yeah. I'm really sad it's the last season of Sex Education. I think it's always so hard to wrap up a TV show that's so iconic. So I think I have heard that a lot of people weren't super happy about how it wrapped up. And I kind of felt the same. Like, in the last episode, I was like, how are they going to wrap up all these storylines in this one episode? Like, like the last episode was like an hour and 20 minutes, but... They, I think they did, they did an all right job, but like the season itself was really good. Cry multiple times. Just all the content I've been watching is making me cry. Um, so yeah, Sex Education Season 4 would recommend. And then I have a doco to recommend. Also, I think a very basic recommendation, but if you haven't watched it, go and watch it. The Beckham doco. About yeah. David Beckham. Oh, I started I've, it last I've, night. Yeah, I've heard it. My sister binged it. It was so good. I binged it and I'm like, I told Nelson, I was like, you better be watching it right now. Like when I get home, you should be watching it because I need to talk to him about it because it's so good. It's like, I I feel like David Beckham is like not a good person. He's cheated on Victoria Beckham like at least Allegedly. four times. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of evidence, I'm just saying. I mean, one of the women came out and was like, yeah. We had an affair, um, and he uh-huh. admitted it as well. But they don't really go into it that much in the oh, TV right. show. Oh, right. I was about to say, I was like, wow. They okay. touch on like the main one that happened, which was like with his assistant in Spain. Oh. But they don't actually touch on the others, and like they don't say her name. Like they don't actually go into it, and like I don't. 
I don't know. And he kept being like, oh, we just had to work on our marriage. I was like, no, bro, you got to work on your fucking marriage because you're the one who cheated. And yeah, that made me mad. But like, they make you love David Beckham. Victoria Beckham is so fucking funny. So the first scene, sorry, spoiler alert, but the first scene opens up and David Beckham in his midlife crisis is... He's, he's got, like, bee farms, like, like hives and stuff. Oh, so yeah? he's got his okay. own honey. Yeah, and cool. he's like, oh, so That's I... That's great. He's like, it's so good. <laughs> and so, so he's like, random. Right? But, like, classic, like, midlife crisis vibes. Yeah, it is. So he, at the start... This is the first scene of the whole doco. And he's like, oh, I want to name the honey Golden Bees. Um... But Victoria has other ideas. She wants to call it DB's Sticky Stuff. <laughs> I was like, that is so funny. I was like, she... That's funny. Because everyone thinks she's such like a serious person. And then in this docker, I'm like, you are hilarious. And yeah, I love her. Um, and that's funny called the bee's Sticky Stuff. DB's Sticky Stuff. That's, that's, that's incredible. Like David Beckham's Sticky oh, Stuff. Oh, I didn't even get that. Yeah, that's really funny. Sticky Stuff. It's a cum joke. Yeah. But like coming from Victoria, <laughs> like, like, like she's so yuck. straight laced. Like it's so I good. I thought that bit was so yuck. It, like the show had just started and then it was like a cum joke. I and thought it, just it was hilarious. <laughs> I did. I watched the first episode last night. Anyway, good doco. The juicy, like, cheating stuff is only in, like, the last episode, but there's some great bits in there, like how he missed the birth of their third kid because he was at a photo shoot with J-Lo and Beyonce. And then, like, all the news was like, what's Posh going to think about it? And then Victoria's like, what did Posh think about it? I was fucking pissed off. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> good shit. Anyway, I really enjoyed that. Um, I've been really into, like, a lot of football content, like, soccer-based content. Oh, yeah. Wait, you you watching any... Oh, is this your new F1? Your new F1 kind of... <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and like, Are you, is I'm it going obsessed. transition to watching any? Like, oh yeah, uh, I've been watching all the highlights of like the the Super League, the Super League. That's oh, yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, who do you, you support? Um, Chelsea. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you see the game that they played against Man with eleven yellow cards? No, I didn't. Eleven yellow cards. How oh. fucked is that? Anyway, um, well, thanks for coming on the pod, Jimmy. Long time listener, first time guest. It's yeah, been a thanks. long time coming. Thanks for having me, guys, <laughs> and uh, finally agreeing to like. Um, having me on after I <laughs> kowtowed for... No, you've been on the list for ages. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> and he was just more demanding. Yeah. Anyway. Like he, he, he is very he is very sad that this topic isn't sex tips. He's, oh, my God. <laughs> as, sex as, his tips. Produce, as your producer. Yeah, that's sad. Anyway, if anyone wants to come guest on our podcast... We need a girl on. I realise we've had three guys. I know. It's very for sexist very female-dominated know, podcast. Right? Well, it's because we need the male perspective, you know, because we're women. Have we been contributing the male perspective? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. Um, well, we'll be back in your ears. I think the next time we'll be in your ears, we'll have a little barley up for you, I reckon. Mm-hmm. We'll so have fun in Australia, losers. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine us sipping on our cocktails by the pool in Bali. Imagine not being in Bali, right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should wrap Probably, it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. It's All six right. o'clock. Bye. Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.